Welcome to Waste Your Time with Charlie and... The Madman! <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about time travel. What do you think about that? Well, it's shown very heavily in a lot of uh, movies, cartoons, etc. And uh, it's, it's usually a pretty interesting concept and a lot of people like to talk about it. Whether it's possible, impossible, or anywhere in between. That's a really good point. Is it even possible? Well, that's the question. So, when talking about time travel, people like to bring up, say, the butterfly effect, where if you go back in time and step on a butterfly, it's going to create this ripple effect throughout time and space that could alter reality as a whole. So, like, you go back, step on a butterfly, and next thing you know, Texas is now Nevada for some reason. It, It makes no sense, but somehow, by stepping on that butterfly... Everything changes. See, I love an example of you talking about uh, Texas becoming Nevada. That's hilarious. <laughs> but so we need to clarify. What do you think whenever you think of time travel? So for me, when I think of time travel, I like to think of going either to the future or to the past, either to see the history that's already happened or going forward and seeing what's to come. See, the reason why I ask is because a lot of people say that traveling to the future is just not possible. And that's even more relevant now than ever, considering that there was a paper published by an undergraduate from the University of Queensland, I believe it was. He was an honor student described as uh, a prodigy, basically. And this guy was pretty much saying that, well, from my understanding, that determinism is the reality, like things are set in stone once they're done. So my question is, and this comes back to the to the topic of future paradoxes, is the future set in stone? Do you think so? Well, I don't know about the future being set in stone, but the uh, the paper you were mentioning, is uh, it's found on Eureka Alert, so if anybody wants to go find that. On September 23rd of 2020, a, uh, a fourth-year Bachelor of Advanced Science student, Jermaine Tobar, from the University of Queensland, he said mathematically, he, a lot of stuff mathematically, way, 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 way over my head. But ultimately, what he came down to saying is anything, like if you were to travel back to the past, anything you do there would not have any major change on history. Because... Time would correct its own paradox if it's if it time does activate in a closed loop like we believe it does. So, say you wanted to go back and uh, cure COVID nineteen, which is an example he had actually brought up himself. He said, uh, if you were to go back to China and stop patient zero from being exposed to COVID nineteen, what would ultimately happen is instead of that person becoming COVID uh, becoming uh, the uh, zero. Patient zero, yeah, sorry, thank you. <laughs> Instead of uh, that person being patient zero, you would become patient zero, and the uh, everything that's happened since that point would still happen. Nothing would change. The only thing that changed would be who started it. And the same thing would apply to if you were to go back and kill Hitler before he did everything. If you killed Hitler, the only thing that would change is who Hitler is. All the events would still happen. It would just be a, a different person would be doing them. Time would correct anything that was changed. So those millions of lives have absolutely no hope of being saved. 
according to this theory, which from everything that shows seems to be a very sound theory, yes, nothing. Like what's in the past is set in stone, and there is no changing it, regardless of what you do. You know, I wanted to bring up the topic of the media. So we recently saw Tenet. Do you think that Tenet's uh, portrayal of time travel is uh, in agreement with what we just heard? Uh, that's a good question, because honestly, I still don't fully understand Tenet. <laughs> it, was, it was a confusing... It's a good movie. A very good movie. I definitely recommend checking it out. Just, uh, it's different. So the way they had portrayed it is that... The, the, I'm not sure how they actually did it, but... You, when you travel back in time, you're not actually traveling to a different time period. You're traveling in an inverse way than what time is flowing. Basically, you're flowing time backwards, if my understanding is correct. You know, actually, I was just thinking about it, and it actually does, uh, it agrees with this. Because if you think about it, there is a point at which a character goes back in time, and he's trying his hardest to... Um, to stop all the events from happening, if I remember right. And this character finds out that he's actually the guy that's fighting with himself. Like, prior in the movie, he was fighting a person, and he finds out that he was uh, fighting himself, which shows, in agreement with this, that if you go back in time, you're going to be the one that's going to be fighting with you in that moment. Hmm. Yeah, you're right. Because he went back to try to prevent these certain things from happening... But ultimately, he was the one making them happen because he went back. So, yeah, anything that is done already is done. There is no changing it. Even if you did go back, it would it would just put you in that scenario instead of whoever it originally would have been. In comparison with, like, the butterfly effect, whenever you're seeing everything, whenever you return, completely change. That shows that butterfly effect is actually one of the most inaccurate portrayals of time travel that we can think of. Yeah, because looking at the butterfly effect, they say you go back in time, step on a butterfly, and you end the world. But realistically, if you step on that butterfly, the butterfly that, or whatever that butterfly was going to do, will just be done by another butterfly. So on the topic of the future, that, that brings me to wormholes. So hypothetically, wormholes are like, um, so I understand that it's like two parts of the universe's connecting and creating a tunnel in your opinion do you think that 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 means that your like your velocity is going to increase by a lot which would also mean that you're going to be thrown into the future or do you think that it, everything would just stay the same and your place would just change hmm. that's a good question because one our when you say wormhole i'm assuming you're not meaning like a black hole correct correct i'm saying that you'd appear on the other side which theoretically you'd probably be ripped apart right but hypothetically if you could reach the end of that wormhole without being uh torn apart yeah turned into atoms just stripped from being next to each other you know so hypothetically if you could reach the other side from the other side do you think that you would have time traveled by a lot in time or do you think that you just appear in a different spot so I think as far as wormholes go, it depends on whether the whether you are talking about time travel. Because going through a wormhole could put you in a different point throughout time, but what if it was actually just a doorway into another dimension? So you don't end up in a different time period. You're in a completely different universe or dimension or 
like a somewhere in a parallel universe. From my understanding, the dimensions don't really matter because that they're all just like this location. Just you're not uh, you're not aware of the other dimensions. Like the dimensions are on top of us, so that's not really an issue. It's more so I'm talking like GPS coordinates, except on a much larger scale. So my point is that like if you're traveling really fast to this destination, that's assuming that you're going really fast. Then according to theory of relativity, then everything around you would be aging at rapid at rapid speeds because there was a study back in I believe the 70s in which that there were two watches shot into orbit. One was kept on Earth, the other one was thrown into orbit. They were, I believe, set by a certain place that sets clocks, by satellites or something. So both of them were exactly the same. One was in orbit going at ex- extremely high velocity uh, velocity rates, and then whenever it was brought back down, they were a few seconds apart, which shows that if you're going extremely fast and everything else is going at at slower speeds, then you're going to be technically going to the future and time traveling to the future. So my point is if that you shoot through a wormhole and appear on the other side, does that mean that you've just uh, just exchanged locations? That you've somehow gone to a different spot and that's it? Or that on top of that, that you've also traveled in time? So I think when you're referring to moving at high rates of speed, I don't know if that could be con- like considered time travel. Because while, yes, time around you seems the same, everywhere else would have flown. So theoretically, yes, you would be forward in time. But for you, it's not, and you couldn't go back. You would be in a completely different, you'd be stuck in a new time period. As far as the wormhole goes, if it's an acceleration of speed, like that puts you into a different time, or just allows you to travel at a warp speed, I think it would be the same concept, because you're traveling at that high rate of speed time around you would stay the same but you would be i guess technically you would have time traveled to the future you just couldn't go back and if it didn't accelerate you and you just went through at a normal speed like driving through with a car or something i guess you would just be in a different location i guess it depends on how big the wormhole is does that also mean teleportation is a form of time travel uh I guess maybe it could be because you would be in one spot and then you would be in another spot. So I guess it depends on how you define the teleportation, whether it's because you just move at a faster than light speed so it looks like you're teleporting or if you just somehow like deatomize yourself and then recombine yourself at another location. Isn't this a fun topic? It is an interesting topic because there are so many different ways you can look at it, all the science behind it, which, of course, we don't understand. But at least at a, a certain level, we get it. It's, yeah, there's a lot of things you can go off. The way I see it, if we were to hypothetically have a world in which that we could just determine exactly or even create our own wormholes, like locate them and just know exactly where to enter, assuming that they're of a appropriate size, that that would be a sufficient way of traveling to the future. Traveling to the past, though, I don't think that that's possible. Do you think traveling to the past is possible? I think, uh, based off of what we saw from that paper and everything else, even, I don't think it is. 
because the past is already done. So since the past is already written in stone and it can't be changed because time would cancel that out, if you were to travel back, you would be putting something that doesn't belong in that time period there. So time would theoretically cancel you out because you don't belong there to begin with. Meaning, even if you could travel back in time, it might kill you. But the thing about that is, is that his argument is not that you can't travel back in time. It even says at the beginning something along the lines of that, uh, you know, if you go back in time and kill yourself, then you could never travel back to the uh, present. Or, Well, he's basically saying that time will correct itself. So even if you go back in time, time will still correct itself, right? Yes. Which means that in that scenario, that doesn't disprove going to the past. It just says that going to the past wouldn't be as dangerous as we thought. Hmm. Well, I know, at least from what I've read of it, going back to the past as far as creating paradoxes or altering history would not be as dangerous as assumed. But he doesn't really talk about if you're taking something from the future and putting it in the past that doesn't belong there, it wouldn't correct itself. But he is saying time will correct itself. So by putting an item that doesn't belong there, it would it would take it out. It wouldn't alter the future. It would just basically end your future. Mm-hmm. So what I'm thinking here is that I believe I remember reading an article. It was a few years ago. And I want to say it was Michio Kaku or that guy. You know, the the smart Asian man from California. Like... That guy is a physicist. He's always talking about cool stuff like time travel. So it was either him or Stephen Hawking. One of them was talking about how the time travel is only only possible through having dark matter. Do you remember that? Uh, I've never heard that, but it sounds like something they would say. <laughs> dark matter was just a... I'm not even sure if we even know what it is, how it, how it is. If I'm not mistaken, I don't it. think it's been confirmed yet. I think it's still just a theory or a hypothesis or whatever. Right, that makes a lot of sense, but I was just going to ask if you uh, if you remember if that means that we can go to the past or if that's only for the future. Well, I think uh, if my understanding of it, which is, is correct, which is probably not, I think dark matter is supposed to be something that causes like an acceleration, which speeds you forward at a possible faster than light rate, or at least at the very least fa- uh, as fast as light. Wow. So... I still don't know if traveling to the past would be possible just because what's done is done. So trying to put something there that doesn't belong shouldn't be possible. Future time travel, on the other hand, might be, although that could be just as risky. Why? So saying, assuming time travel to the future is possible, we don't know what we'll be getting into when we show up 500, 1,000, however many years later because of just the... uh, how social and like societal cultures and norms change. You might get there and you might not be able to communicate. Like English or whatever your native language is, it would not be a, it'd be a dead language in that time. That no one speaks it. Or there might be something about you that is like a shoot on sight thing there. You know, like it, it, any number of things without getting too like controversial about it. That's really good of a point. I never even thought about that. Yeah, so like it might be all cool to go 3,000 years in the future, but you get there, and it's like, oh, you have fingers? Guess you're dead. <laughs> you know, they just see you. They're like, oh, my God, that guy has fingers. Why, we all have tentacles. Kill him. 
on the bright side, I guess you could always think about it that if that that were to hypothetically happen, then we would have to have some guinea pigs that would go to the go to the future and then return. And by guinea pigs, I'm talking like for example, in Back to the Future, there was the uh, well, in the movie you see the dog. I believe it's Einstein. Einstein goes like a minute into the future. That was their test. So the same as we did outer space, we would have to send those animals to the future without PETA saying you can't do that. And then they'd have to come back through some sort of, uh, some sort of, uh, like automatically sending them back. Like time, uh, like they'd have to have a timer. So what I'm saying with that is you couldn't really test that if you're going to be shot on site, of course, but you could test for like, uh, nuclear radioactivity see if there has been a nuclear holocaust within that time period that you're trying to go that you're trying to go to so what yeah that could work but that's also assuming that the future is going to stay the same because the future is determined by what happens in the past from that point so any decision that is made in the present could alter the could alter the future assuming everything stayed the same you should theoretically be able to go back to the same point or go forward to the same point, rather. That's it's not, that's unlikely, though, because any change in what the current flow is would create a different future. Whether that would be a big change or a little change is unseen. But again, that is assuming that this uh, this author of this paper is not also proving future the future paradox. Like that's assuming that whenever he's saying that the past is set in stone, that's. Uh, that the future is not set in stone. So what if the future is set in stone? We don't know that. Yeah, and that's the thing. That's everything we're saying is hypothetical because the like, if the past if we can more or less prove that the past is set in stone because if if he's right and it, the math adds up or whatever, the chain the time would correct itself. But if the time hasn't gotten there yet, then you know, it it wouldn't be set in stone. But at the same time, it could be everything could be predetermined, and we're just following a program or a path, adding to the whole uh, thing that we're in a simulation theory, which we can talk about some other time. One thing you have to remember is that time is a perception. You have to remember that, uh, for example, with people that are on psychedelic drugs, they experience time a whole lot different than people that are uh, sober. Hmm. And for example, whenever you go to sleep, you could pass uh, ten thousand years; you'd have no clue. Then you wake up and it's been a day. Hmm. I guess that is true in a way, yeah. And then that's also assuming time does flow linear, like in a linear way. Exactly. It could could be everything that's ever happened in time and everything that will happen is happening happening all at once. Right. So, so that, you have to remember that, like, uh, hypothetically, if, like me personally, I'm an agnostic. So hypothetically, if there is a god. He could be experiencing everything at once instead of the way that we experience it. So that could be a way of, of proving that time is like just all at place at once. You know what I mean? That would make sense. But then uh, a common belief amongst, uh, especially like Christians, is uh, God exists outside of time. The human, I mean, uh, time is actually just a human construct. Exactly. So I guess... Yeah, to him, to God, if believing that he truly does exist, yeah, he's everything is happening all at once. 
the future, the past, and the present. Which is why people would say that he knows the past, present, and future, because it already happened, which means that you can't change the future. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've... <laughs> I don't really know where to go from there. <laughs> so what we're trying to say here is that going to the future, uh, it wouldn't change because everything sets itself straight. So if you were to go 3,000 years in the future and there's a nuclear holocaust, you're fucked. Theoretically, yes. You would be theoretically fucked. <laughs> if we had dark matter, we could test it out right now. That's assuming dark matter does do what they think it does. Exactly. So many assumptions for this. <laughs> right? Time travel also, is just based on assumptions. Also, referring to somebody as uh, hypothetically fucked is now going to be how I refer to that. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> that would be a new saying for me. <laughs> That's really good. So I just use God to prove that time itself, that, well, our free will is limited. Well, is it though? I mean... Yeah. So we're basing that off of a being that exists outside of time, but we do not exist outside of time. We are just part of the flow. So I guess, yeah, maybe free will could be limited. Maybe it's not as free as we think it is, but at the same time, maybe it's not. When I say limited, I'm referring to like, uh, I'm not going to do something, but that would mean that you would probably do this, do the thing that I wasn't going to do, that, that I was going to do. Know what I mean? Like, for example, in the Hitler, in the Hitler example that uh, maybe I'm Hitler, I say, I don't want to kill the Jews, so I'm just going to do it instead. It's going to pass on until somebody does it finally. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so free will is truly free at an individual level, but in the grand scope of things, exactly, time is, it's going to happen. It's going to happen whether you choose to do it or not. Events don't have up, free will, but people do. I like that. That's a good way to put it. Time... There is no free will in time. It's going to happen. But you have free will to choose whether you will be the one that does it. Exactly. But that's, again, speaking all hypothetical. Yes, that's all hypothetical and whether we're not hypothetically fucked. (laughs) This is all from a human perspective. Uh, If you want to talk to, uh, I don't know, some microbial organisms, then maybe they'll have a different perspective. Or maybe they'll not have a perspective at all because I'm pretty sure they don't have brains. Huh. I mean, you don't have to talk to a micro, like a microbiological thing. I mean, we can find some way to communicate with animals. We can ask them what their thoughts are. Exactly. So on the topic of aliens, do you think aliens perceive time the same of us? Same as us? Hmm. I mean, it depends on if they exist in the same plane of existence. Which, again, is a whole other topic. But, uh... Don't get me started on DMT aliens. I wasn't even going to bring up DMT aliens. I was talking about <laughs> aliens that probably do, and realistically probably do exist in our... I mean the sense of uh, interdimensional aliens, and then people be like, oh, oh DMT, yeah. see aliens and elves and stuff. And I'm like, uh, that's so... <laughs> like You can never prove that. Well, we can't prove time travel exists either, yet here we are talking about it, so why don't we just dive right on in? There we go. <laughs> aliens. Do you want to get into aliens now or next time? Let's save that for another time because I'm re- I, got, I got a lot on that one. But I just want to throw that out there. With how big the universe is, it's highly probable they do exist. Fantastic. So tackling the, subs, the sub-subject of uh, how aliens would perceive time, would you say that they are probably more on a different level and that they could perceive it in a way that we couldn't even comprehend? 
or that they see stuff like the way that it's set in stone or maybe they are the keepers of time never know so you're saying that time lords are real never and know. doctor who is true i can't say no it's all hypothetical <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of it it probably depends on the alien like do and we don't even know if all humans perceive everything the same way we just assume that is because that's what we're taught so i guess it would go the same for the alien would each individual alien see everything the same way or would it be like a group consensus or do they see the grand scheme or do they see even less than we do and if they didn't would we see them above us or would we see them below us like animals similar to how the uh the europeans saw the natives hmm I think a lot of that's going to depend on the thought processes of that specific race of alien and, I guess, technological levels and things like that. It's really interesting to think about how that if other organisms even interpret reality the same as us. Yeah, so it, instead of taking it on like this grand level of aliens, do, say, dogs and cats perceive time that we would do? Because, you know, they say there's, like, dog years or whatever, where it's like, what's well, like set like one year to a dog, uh, one year to us is seven years to a dog. I'm pretty sure it's an old wives' tale. I, I know that, but but what if it, what if it's not? What if it's possible? You never know. Well, recently it was proven that animals do have emotions like humans. So I'd say to a certain extent, they probably do, and they probably do uh, perceive time to be the same. That's just a hypothesis, but it's a pretty good one considering that. Well, if we're not it, as like our species if we are cousins to like monkeys and dogs are not that far off from monkeys then I'd say it's um, it's safe to say that they probably do perceive time the same hmm. but that's also asking the question like, if time is perceived the same by everybody but what it, it could, could theoretically not be and like what if based on the lifespan of whatever species you happen to be, if that influences your perception of time. It's very possible, but would it really matter? Ultimately, no. None of this really matters. That's why we're. That's why this show is called Waste Your Time. I mean the sense that, like, if you perceive things to be a lot slower and everything happened the same, then, well, why would you care? <laughs> hmm. Yeah, that's a good question. That are... If everything still happened the same, but time was going faster. Like, for example, with flies, they have different time perception. Do they? Yeah, that's why you can't hit a fly. Don't you remember that from, like, fourth grade or so? Like, whenever you try and hit a fly, you see they see everything in slow motion because their brain's a lot faster, right? And uh, all their eyes make it a lot easier for them to see you trying to hit them, but that's, uh, that's beside the point. I don't ever remember hearing that, but it sounds cool, so I'll go with it. And that's why you have to be super fast because they can see you like in slow motion. So, what if time is your perception of time is not by your age or anything, but just by how fast your brain functions, or even more than that, just how fast you are physically going? That's exactly right. I know that there have been sometimes where I'm really exhausted, and I'd be trying to play a video game, and it's like, what's with this delay? But then you drink a lot of coffee, and it's like everything's fine. Hmm. This happened to me before. So maybe the perception of time is it's all based on just the speed at which your brain processes. Kind of like a computer processes thing. If, you know, when it's processing slow or doesn't have a good connection, it lags. So could if you're not firing on all cylinders that day for whatever reason, could you 
theoretically be lagging. That's very true. So that also um, that merges into a topic of sleep and time perception. So this does go a little bit far from uh, time travel itself, but time perception is uh, pretty much the cousin of that topic, I guess. So it's like whenever you sleep and you perceive something to be like 10 years and you wake up and not much time has passed. So yeah, time perception is important. Hmm. And that is, I guess if, if you think about it that way, sleeping is time travel. Kinda. You just don't perceive the flow of time because you're asleep. Your brain is, you know... Mental time travel. Yeah, mental time travel. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. So I do think we're getting to the point where we should wrap this up. Yep, we're, uh, we're about 30 minutes in. Nice. So thank you, audience, for wasting your time with Charlie and the... The Madman! Woo! <laughs> Make sure that you guys check out our other podcasts. My podcast name is Charlie Woko Attacks. And mine is Ramblings with the Madman, where I just talk about well, similar stuff to what we just talked about. So thank you guys for listening, and we will see you guys in the next podcast. See ya.